Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, thank you for tuning in, everyone. I am so happy to dive into today's episode because we have a really wonderful and accomplished guest joining us for this episode, and that is Dr. Simran Seti. Not only is Dr. Simran Seti the founder of Renew MD Beauty and Wellness and host of the Skin Report podcast, but she is also the creator of her own skincare line, Skin by Dr. Simran Seti, a medical-grade skincare line that is free of any synthetic ingredients, dyes, fragrances, and other irritants. Dr. Seti created the line as a way to safely treat darker skin tones and skin types while keeping melanin in mind. In today's episode, we'll be chatting about Dr. Seti's background in skincare and working with skin pigmentation, which she's been doing for over a decade. And we'll also be chatting about how she decided to create her own line and what products she recommends. So let's get started. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Dr. Simran Seti, thank you so much for coming on. I am so thrilled to chat with you about skincare and tips and tricks you have. So thanks for coming on to chat about it. Thank you for having me. Of course. So um, let's get, I guess, let's get started talking about your your wonderful career. Um, I was really inspired to have you on once I learned about your story and uh, everything you're sort of you've been doing in the skincare industry, I I think it's really inspiring. You started your own line, first of all, which is just amazing. Uh, Skin by Dr. Simran Seti, which it was created to safely treat darker skin tones and skin types with clean ingredients, which I know I at least care a lot about. Um, I think clean ingredients, it's so important. I've talked about it in past episodes, but, um, you know, I also listen to your podcast. You have your own podcast, um, The Skin Report. And I loved, I was just listening to a few of your episodes and I loved hearing your story of how you sort of got involved in skincare and just how in, you know, your younger years, you were talking about having acne and, you know, looking to the skincare industry for solutions and not really seeing there, there wasn't a lot of representation um, within the industry. Now, as we know, that's changed a little bit. It's not perfect. Um, There's still a lot of work to do, but I'm interested, how did your past sort of influence your present and where you are today with, with your career? Yes. No. Uh, well, I, I, you know, you, you recapped it so well in, in terms of what, what's the problem here. And I think that the, I will say that my, uh, a lot of what I do now has been, um, selfishly inspired by my own interests and solutions, looking for solutions for myself, which I guess is, uh, how most innovators, um, you know, come to their, um, in- inventions, but basically, um, yes, Going from when it comes to being represented in the beauty industry, um, you know, there's that one layer of 
Should we have more models of color, you know, representing our products um, to should we have more people of color in clinical research and studies? And that's where I felt that one of the biggest gaps has been historically. And that's why we probably don't see a lot of products that are, um, you know, developed for that skin tone in mind or that group of skin tones in mind. Um, and I saw that growing up when I was growing up, acne solutions really just um, involved uh, proactive acne systems, which actually came out a little later than when I had acne. And before that, it was Noxzema and the St. Ives apricot scrub. And you're a lot younger, so you probably have no recollection of this, but uh, people... <laughs> In a, a lot of people in their 40s will uh, remember these as being the only solutions. And then, you know, as as, as skincare technology and, and in advancements um, improved, there were more products, but nothing skin tone specific. And, and I actually didn't think that you needed something skin tone specific until I realized that I'm not seeing results. And so many... Uh, so many other people with my skin tone seem to have the same sim or similar problems. But again, we're not seeing very many solutions and results. So um, I think that was really what inspired me to look for solutions. Of course, I had an interest in beauty as well. Um, and as a physician, I'm, I'm an internal medicine doctor. And um, I, I realized when I see my patients that, you know, when you go and treat someone's hypertension or diabetes, they don't necessarily leave your clinic feeling ecstatic or feeling like they're more confident. But in beauty and um, and especially having medical spas, uh, it's it's such an interesting field of medicine where what you do really makes a difference in how people see themselves. And I just found that more satisfying and, 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 and frankly, more enjoyable, um, you know, being a part of somebody's journey and how excited they get to see solutions. But um, it's essentially, when it comes to skin tone specific solutions, I think a lot of the lack of products we see today is just because of lack of clinical trials done with that um, skin tone group in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things that I've started to be more aware of, um, just, you know, in treating my own skin and cause you're always looking, you're always looking to whether it be magazines or dermatologists, or you're always looking for an answer as to, you know, how can you better your skin? How can I perfect my skin? And what I've learned in trying to seek out those solutions is that everybody's skin is different. You know, everybody's skin is so different. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I love, I love watching uh, a lot of, I, I think it's like Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. They do those, you know, the celebrity makeup routines, the celebrity skincare routines, and they're really fun to watch. And and sure, maybe you see, you know, a product that you, you think might work for you, but I think it's really important because I get kind of swept up in that, um, the phenomena of it. And I forget you know, their skin's a lot different than mine. Everybody's skin's different. And and how we treat that, um, we we all go about that differently. Right. And and you know, it's it's everyone's skin is different, their lifestyles are different. The amount of time they can dedicate um to skin care and makeup is different. And and that's actually something that um, when you when you talked um so in my in the setting of my medical spas, 
Um, you know, those are uh, those they have three locations. And I so in, in the course of a day, I meet a lot of people. And one of the things that's very clear is that um, not only are people confused about what skin care to use or what treatments are suitable for them, but also how are they going to incorporate this into their, um, you know, into their day? And, um, and, and, uh, you know, there's, a, there are so many different types of skincare regimens, there's minimalistic, then there's one, there are ones where there are nine steps. And, uh, you know, where you fall into that, I think, everyone will, uh, everyone can successfully come to results. And, um, you know, based on their lifestyle, there are some people who frankly, enjoy having a longer routine than others, and others find it just so burdensome. So I think everyone can find their, uh, find the right spot for them. Uh, but, it, it, but you're right, there's, um, there's so much uniqueness to us on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. And now you, you mentioned um, your medical spas. So Renew MD, you started that and it's based in California. If you wouldn't mind sharing, you know, for those who don't know, um, what exactly prompted you to, you know, start that business? And I, I guess, how has that passion sort of, you know, transformed it into what it is today? Yeah, so so I'll start with what a medical spa is because maybe some you know some people are un, unclear on what what kind of services are provided at a medical spa. So a medical spa is essentially a physician practice, and it is a place where uh, people come for medical grade treatments um, solutions for um, their beauty needs. So that would mean erasing acne scars or treating acne, um, erasing sun damage, fine lines, um, anti-aging your skin, tightening the skin. And in medical spas, we also work with injectables um, like Botox and fillers and fillers can be used for volumizing the face um, or for for enhancing lips. Uh, We also do treatments like permanent fat reduction. Um, So we also do a lot of body treatments. so all of this falls under the purview of a medical spa, and it's a and in the United States, that is, um, medical spas have to are actually physician practices because we're using very, uh, you know, we're using kind of high grade technology. So um, it is some while those technologies are effective, there's also a safety portion uh, component to that. So um, that is a medical spa, and I got inspired to open my first medical spa because I I was enjoying being an, a practicing internal medicine doctor. But like I had mentioned, I I really enjoyed the beauty space. And I also uh, felt that there, uh, you know, in in internal medicine, you do actually treat a lot of beauty concerns, um, but you may not be trained for that. And I I was seeing women with acne scars and I was seeing um, some coming in with flare ups or hormonal acne. And I was, you know, kind of prescribing them things that I had heard about, but I didn't feel like I had the training for it. And um, so I decided that I'm going to go and um, do a separate medical aesthetic training, which opened me up to so many solutions. And I so that that's really where my interest grew further. And I, I felt that I could, you know, offer this in the, in the setting of a medical spa. But my first medical spa was in an area in California, which is very diverse. And there are a lot of women there um, of South Asian, East Asian descent. So I realized that they actually, so, you know, seeing patients, I realized that the same 
skin can skin concerns as myself and they all had another thing in common which i had in common with them too which was they'd been turned away from a lot of other practices because um doctors were afraid that with their skin tone they may actually get more pigmentation with what um you know traditional um laser treatments and microneedling and um and 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 that's really what uh made me even more interested in learning how to not only treat the skin with lasers, microneedling and devices, but also skin care. And over the course of a few years, then I developed my own skincare line uh with the with you know darker skin tones in mind. Wow, it's it's really amazing because I think you know there's been such a rise in skincare. And I found it so interesting because I've, you know, loved indulging in it and and learning more about my skin and how to how to treat certain issues I have. But I think um, with why I was so excited to have you on and to you know talk more about this is because I think there's something interesting about you know not only the rise of skincare but the evolution of skincare and where it's going and how the the evolution of it is making you know sort of more um, whether it be awareness or accessibility, as, as you said, with your own medical spas, um, you know, for women of color. And I think that's, what's really, you know, wonderful about your background is you spent over 17 plus years, you know, helping and sort of studying women of color skin and, you know, how, I guess, um, you know, you, you really explore melanin and how, you know, skincare and, uh, clinically tested skincare, can really um, transform and treat and, you know, nurture someone's skin. Right. You know, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to skincare, um, I think skincare in general has gone through different iterations back in the, um, back in the nineties, I think we had a, a sort of an uptick in the types of skincare products available to consumers, but a lot of the, uh, a lot of the products that were developed were, actually a little harsh and they were breaking the skin barrier and our skin is our biggest organ and and how our skin looks is really like a vital sign it's it's um if you are sleeping well eating well your skin is going to show that and vice versa so um back in the 90s i think a lot of the skincare products or development around skincare um was geared towards you know two big categories or of skin issues that is um acne and um anti-aging and but both uh, and in the acne realm uh products were really drying the skin so breaking the skin barrier and when it came to anti-aging um you saw products that were doing a lot of exfoliation to take away dark spots and um use and and that's when we started seeing retinols starting to show up in uh, people's skincare regimens but again breaking the skin barrier so after a whole decade of that people started realizing that you know when you break the skin barrier that person's skin is looking red irritated inflamed and when it comes to skin of color the skin actually looks more pigmented pigmented unevenly and that's when it went uh, and that's when a lot of um, you saw a lot of use of hydroquinone come into play with uh, people trying to uh, even out pigmentation in darker skin tones. And um, and then 
a lot of our a lot of how our brain was programmed was okay if you have dark spots let's use hydroquinone to erase those because hydroquinone reduces melanin production uh, now that may work for a short period of time or in um, people's skin that is not prone to irritation but again in darker skin tones that can actually cause an opposite effect and I see a lot of women who said, you know, I bought this 2% hydroquinone from the drugstore or it was in some brightening serum, but my skin got so inflamed and I just looked, my skin just looked really dull. Um, that's because it can cause more inflammation. So I think today the, so the new iteration in skincare, and that's, I feel very new is let's, um, let's try and deliver good ingredients into the skin, but let's build the skin barrier or at least um you know not break the skin barrier and and that's really been my philosophy in developing this line um and i and i think in my case or or you know in many dermatologists cases too i think we saw this because we were working with a lot of skin treatments where we do actually deliberately break the skin barrier and we realize the importance of building that barrier so in my line a lot of all my products are you know, we, we've designed the products and systems in skincare routines, and they're all designed to work with your natural skin renewal so that you are delivering active medical grade potent ingredients into the dermis of the skin, which is the deep layer. But you're not breaking the skin barrier. You're actually building it the entire time. And when you put that concept on any skin type, really, but in specifically for people of color, this will give them healthier looking skin with even pigmentation, not unevenness or dark spots. Uh, and and it, it really shifts how you treat that skin tone. Well, that all sounds great to me. And I really want to know about, you know, you brought up your products. I kind of want to know, you know, what on your, on your site, your skincare line, what ranges of products do you have? Um, what types of, you know, conditions do they treat? Um, just if you want to give like just a brief overview of, uh, you know, whether they be some of your heavy hitters or what uh, some of your favorites are. Yeah. So I have a group of products that are in systems and, um, and we have a, a skincare system for acne prone skin, dry skin. And um, then there's one called the brightening system, which is really for normal to combination skin. And then we have something called a signature system, which is sort of an extension of the brightening system. And I would say it has probably everything you need in your skincare routine in that big system. But um, some of our most popular products, um, the, the number one popular product I would say is our retinol. And the and that's because, so this retinol was created very intentionally. Um, I did not just, you know, put a retinol out there with my name on it, but it's a retinol that's a com that is a combination of a medium strength 0.5% retinol, medical grade, plus phospholipids. So it's the only retinol where you have the combination of something uh, of vitamin A retinol that is building new skin and stimulating new skin repair, but at the same time has the phospholipids to build the skin barrier. So that purging, that redness that you get normally with retinol will not happen. And this was very important for me as a um, provider of skin treatments, because we need that retinol in people's skin in their dermis, but 
if they're purging and peeling the whole time, they're not going to use it. So that's one of our one of our most popular products. And the other one is our skin polish, which is a mixture of a mechanical exfoliant and a light botanical exfoliant because we all need exfoliation. But a lot of times we're over exfoliating. Um, those are two of my favorite products. And I think it's also when, you know, talking to my patients, um, those are definitely ones where people try them and say, oh, my God, this made my skin feel so different. Mm-hmm. Well, I was excited to pick your brain this morning when I was, you know, getting ready doing my makeup for today. I have been dealing with, I thought of you because I have been dealing with lately what I am assuming is a lot of like hormonal acne. Um, I, you know, stressful time in my life. I'm towards nearing towards the end of my master's. I'm, you know, working, podcasting, wearing all the hats as well. And it's, you know, a lot going on. So, um, I've, you know, I would consider myself someone that even, you know, throughout high school, I didn't have that, you know, problematic of a skin. Um, I, you know, have my breakouts here and there, but, um, lately, you know, my chin, my all like sort of neck, um, just hormonal acne has seems to be a problem. So I would love to just pick your brain and, you know, what, whether it be products of yours or different, you know, what advice, basically what advice do you have for me on how to sort of treat and get through, um, you know, when you're in a rough patch with your skin? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And, 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 and a lot of people, including myself go through that, um, because you're right. And, and a lot of women will say, or they, their skin was actually quite clear when they're teenagers, but then in you know in their 20s 30s are now getting this um uh, hormonal acne and the so the key is to try not to get your um so as soon as you can sense a a breakout um start using a spot treatment and um and you know a nice clear spot treatment that you can apply overnight would be or even during the day is a great way to basically prevent a breakout from having a large pustular breakout to maybe a small white head. Um, And then the other one is don't forget that your your skin is constantly rejuvenating. So um, try and incorporate a retinol into your regimen that will prevent you from worsening your acne. And it's it's, retinol is great for not only acne reduction, but also anti-aging the skin repairing the skin. Then um, the second is don't dry your skin out um, when you're washing. So um, washing your face twice a day is very important. So that's first thing in the morning, because we are actively building our skin at night when we're sleeping. So you want to wash your face and take that debris off your skin so that your new skin can come to the surface. And then of course, washing at the end of the day before going to bed. And um, so in in my line, I have a cleanser, which has a, um, a low dose of salicylic acid along with coconut oil. So it helps clean your pores out, but it doesn't dry you out. So finding a cleanser that doesn't dry you out is really important if you have acne prone skin, because a lot of people with acne will dry, their skin will feel really dry right after cleansing. And in a few hours, um, they're going to be producing a lot of oil, which only stimulates more production of oil. Um, so good cleansing, retinol. And then the f- uh, final one is moisture balance. Is your skin on the dry side or is it oily or is it pretty normal? I would say it's more on the oily side. You know, I go through patches, especially during the winter where it gets more dry. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd say definitely like a T-zone, especially um, okay. more oily. 
Yeah. So, so one of the things that, um, and, and this is a, this is a part, this is a product that's in every um, skincare regimen in my line. And again, it's one of our best sellers um, is our hyaluronic acid with snow mushroom extract. So we are all, we're, we're all warm bodied and we're all losing water and moisture to the air. We're like simmering pots uh, on a stove. And when you wash your skin in the morning, you probably notice that initially it feels a little dry. And then over the next few hours, your skin is going to start getting oily. And in your case, in the T-zone. Um, so what, what's going on here is you're losing your water and natural oil to the air because you're warmer than your surroundings. And so it's important to lock your moisture in so that you can keep all that natural oil that you're producing and not overproduce because our skin's tendency is to try and um, make repair the barrier, a skin barrier, and it does that by making more oil. So if you, um, so after you apply your, uh, you wash your skin, apply your serum during the day, and even if you're using a moisturizer, let's say if you have dry skin, you would apply your moisturizer. Then on top of that, apply the hyaluronic acid. That will help lock your moisture in, and you won't overproduce oil. And you'll and and and. My, I'm also sort of, I also have oilier skin. And when I apply my hyaluronic acid serum, um, my I don't have to dab my skin or, you know, do anything to it throughout the day, all the way at uh, all the way until I wash my skin at night. That's so awesome to hear. Cause I've actually, you know, been, I was actually just doing like a, a makeup rehaul the other day and trying to figure out um, if I needed a new uh, primer or not. Because again, oilier skin, I thought maybe I'll get myself a new like mattifying primer. And I was reading through my research online, trying to figure out what to, what to go with. I was reading um, that your skin, while you think it's oily because you just have, you know, all these oils in your skin and it's too hydrated, I read sort of what you were saying is that it can actually, you know, you, you might need more hydration. So mm -hmm. I think to what your yeah. point was with using that hyaluronic acid serum over your moisturizer, I think I was under the impression, oh, using my moisturizer, that's fine. I'm moisturizing. That's, that's enough. But, um, you know, hearing that, I think that's, that's a game changer. It, you know, it really is. I feel like it's, it, so it is something that, um, I ask everyone to use. Um, if they have dry skin, oily skin, a skin, normal skin, because the um, because if you have dry skin, you're you're you know you're likely constantly you can't apply moisturizer throughout the day, and but yet you do feel like your skin's kind of tight and dry, and um, if you have like you said an oily T zone, the rest of your cheeks may feel dry, but your T zone is feeling oily. All these skin types will do very, very well with the hyaluronic acid. And um, and my hyaluronic acid serum is actually a little different. It has a few other components to it that help with moisture blocking. So it also has a snow mushroom extract, which is really a smaller molecule than hyaluronic acid. And its job is exactly the same. It binds to water and it 
basically seals the moisture back onto your skin. And then it also has a an antioxidant in it to fight blue light. And blue light protection is something that, you know, now we're understanding more about the damage that blue light causes, not only to our eyes, but to our skin. And blue light protection products are just starting to come out in the market. But um, I'm a huge proponent of blue light um, protection because we are constantly in front of the computer screen and even our indoor lighting will emit blue light and blue light is abundant outside as well. So having something to give you that protection as well, along with moisture is great. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like something I need. I feel like I'm always behind a computer or on my phone, like, yeah, something to help protect from that blue light. It sounds like, you know, a must have. Yeah, no, for sure. I can't think of anyone who doesn't sit in front of a computer or at least encounter a computer screen um, throughout the day. Totally. And I, I, I think um, all those products you listed sound wonderful and I can't wait to check more of them out. And yeah, I think for, you know, what I was saying about myself, it's, it's skin is such a journey. Um, you know, I think as you talked about, as we go through different, you know, time periods in our life, our skin changes. Yes, um, uh, some people are genetically blessed. I'm sure. <laughs> just have no problems whatsoever. And it must be great to be them. But um, I, I think, you know, for, for most people out there, our, our skin is constantly changing and, and um, you know, what we need to best protect it, best preserve it. Um, you know, that's always changing as well, too. Like there's always new products oh, being made. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's really interesting to see, you know, where the the industry is going. But I think, you know, looking at your work and your career and everything you've been doing on your end, um, especially, you know, treating and also just uplifting, shining a light on women of color's skin and, you know, different ways through your own work that you've done and through your own research um, to sort of uh, create products that are targeted specifically for women of color. I think that's really awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. And, and you know, uh, like you said, our skin changes so much um, just throughout the seasons. Uh, you know, you might have a completely different skincare regimen in the winter than you do in the summer. I, I personally do. And um, it also changes um, based on where you live. Uh, there, you know, the the humidity on the East Coast or the South is um, so much greater than it, than it is in California. So your skincare needs will change. Mm -hmm. For sure. I know it like it. And even traveling. Oh, my gosh. Every time I travel, yes. if I get on a plane, staying at, you know, a hotel and having to use, you know, all the different soaps that you find so luxurious in the moment. And then yes, you're like, they're right. wrecking my skin <laughs> in the process. Yes, um, though, I know they're very tempting. Yeah, it's it's I, I think traveling to always messes my skin up. Um, but yeah, to, to your point, like it's constantly changing. Um, and it's, it's really interesting on my end. I, I always find it interesting to see how the industry evolves and, um, you know, that just, uh, the new products that come into, into effect and, you know, the, the people making sort of making noise and, and creating those products like yourself, I think is also really great. Um, so with that said, and, and we talked about your career and everything um, that you've been working on with both um, Renew MD and your skincare line as well. Do you have anything, you know, new and upcoming that you're working on? Um, you know, how has everything been on that front? 
Yeah. So, so, you know, right now um, I've been, you know, continuing to market my skincare line skin by Dr. Sethi um, more, but one of the new things that I'm excited to launch is our TikTok channel, which we've just started. And, um, and I, I, I enjoy podcasting. I'm sure you do too, which has really pushed me to do even more research on topics. And I, and I decided to make the decision to go on TikTok because a lot of the research I was doing it was around TikTok trends and how many of them can be a little scary or just so, um, they, they, they are, they don't, they're just so inaccurate. And I look at my own kids who are teenagers and all their purchasing habits are guided by TikTok. So I decided that um, having a TikTok channel to not do fun little songs or dances, but to just be an authority on, hey, invest your money on this, not this, or or don't do this because it can be dangerous for your skin um, would be not only a fun project, but hopefully will be helpful to others. And um, so we we just started that and I'm I'm and it's um it's it's a lot of fun because um with it with TikTok there is no shortage of myths to bust. Oh yeah it's it's where everybody's at. <laughs> and I, I think to what we were saying earlier, I think that is sort of where um, you know, we were talking about earlier how, you know, people can post stuff online and and you as a viewer can see it and be like, oh, wow, like what a great idea. What a great result. Let me try that on myself and not have that same effect. Because again, everybody's skin is so different. Um, not everybody is a dermatologist. Not everybody is a skincare expert. So I think that's important to, um, I try and remember that with, with most things when I'm on social media. <laughs> Any I know, I know, you know, I, I love social media because it does take away the fear of trying things and um, it gives a lot of, you know, it can be, it can very, be very informative, but at the same time, it can do the opposite too. So um, I think as a social media consumer, you have now there's this extra responsibility to, you know, kind of question how legit something is and, 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 you know, um, it's, it's also weird in an age where when things are in video, they just seem more real and, um, you know, th they seem more legitimate. So I think, uh, that makes it even harder to figure out, you know, what, you know, is, is this right for me or is, is this right in general? Well, and that's where you come into play and your expertise and all of that. So um, I think starting up a TikTok channel is very exciting. Um, I'll be on the lookout for it. I don't have TikTok, actually. I know, shocker. But I, <laughs> I feel like I'm on Instagram so much and so many of the TikToks end up on Instagram. And that's sort of my yes. whole reason for not. But maybe I will... I mean, I, I'm easily. Yeah, no, I it, have so. the same content on Instagram. Um, you know, Skin by Dr. Sethi is on TikTok and on Instagram. And, um, but, but you're right. I'm also more of an Instagram user myself. And a lot of the videos, you know, you can, um, you can repurpose from TikTok onto Instagram. Uh, my interest in TikTok really came from some of my very young employees and my kids. Um, they're in their twenties and and teenagers. So um, I, when I they they show me a whole bunch of videos, and when I watch them, um, some of them actually make some some good points, but many of them can be uh, they they can be 
I, I just, you know, the, the information is presented so um, it's presented so well, so I can see how people can get convinced. And um, so, so I'm hoping that some of the content that I put out there, that's more, it, it is, it, maybe I'll look like a party pooper and, you know, I'm always just myth busting, but hopefully people will find that useful. And it honestly will save them money at the end of the day, because the number of products my teenagers buy for their skin, just it, it's, it's, I just sit there and go, wow, you would use my credit card to buy all these things when I have a skincare line. But, but clearly TikTok is more powerful. Yeah. But hey, I love when myths are, you know, debunked and, you know, the truth is pulled to the forefront. I love it. So I think, you know, TikTok away. Um, I, I can't wait to see them. I, I think what a great idea. Um, and, you know, you were talking about your channels. Uh, where also can people find out more about, you know, your skincare line and uh, Renew MD for anybody living out in California? Yeah, so um so so skin by is where you will find my skincare line and you'll learn a little bit more about me. And then um if uh if you are in California or just actually honestly just interested in learning about medical aesthetic procedures um for people of color, renewmdwellness.com is our website and in all my three offices, I've curated technology specifically to provide effective treatments for all skin tones. So if you don't, and I and I really, really try very hard to stay cutting edge. And if um and there are a lot of new things that show up on the medical aesthetic technology front as well. But I'm 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 just one of those physicians who likes to see these things play out post-market as well before I incorporate it again because I'm very focused on skin tone but if you so I always um I, I even tell my friends who don't live um you know close by that if you're ever wondering about a technology just check out my website check out my blog so yes those are a few places you can find it and then of course on social media we are on Instagram, on TikTok um and and it's skin by Dr. Shethi on both those channels as well. Perfect. And, you know, as always, I will be linking everything up in this episode's description. Um, but, you know, I have to ask always with this being handling it, has there been a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned, you know, throughout your career, throughout these new endeavors, even that's really helped you handle your life? Yes. You know, that that's such a good question, an important question. Um, I would say that one of the hardest things to do when you're a very busy person is delegating because not only a lot of people feel that they can just handle it or um, they can do it better and delegating is just going to um, take up more time. And, and, you know, obviously you have to trust people to be able to do that. But I realized that the only way that I've been able to um, be successful in doing all the things that I can has been through trusting people and delegating. And that doesn't mean that you trust just anybody, but, um, you know, there, there are a lot more people uh, who can help you and you can delegate to, you just have to ask. And, um, and I, and then I think that, that, that's knowing that is very important because otherwise everything would be so overwhelming and you frankly couldn't do all you, all that your potential allows if you didn't. Yeah, I know. I that's I think that's really important advice. A lot of times I think it's easy to get swept up in the idea of like trying to be a martyr and, you know, not asking for help. And 
<laughs> you know, like, no, you don't always need to be a hero. So um, I think that's a really great advice. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy to have had you on. I think this is what I really love about doing this podcast is, and especially starting up this new season and, and bringing on so many different uh, wonderful voices and perspectives is that, you know, I love just learning about all these different career paths. And I think what you've managed to do and sort of the ground you're trying to shake up within the skincare industry is really awesome. And I just think like more power to you. And I can't wait to see like what you continue to do with it. Great. Well, thank you so much. And good luck with the remainder of your master's degree. Thank you. Thank you. I know like tail end, I can't wait. And I, I feel like, you know, with the degree comes summer and warmer weather. So um... that's right. You can celebrate it right after you're done. Yes. Well, folks, I hope you all liked today's episode with the brilliant Dr. Seti. I've personally really enjoyed learning about her work within the skincare space, and I have been trying several of her products now over the past few weeks. She was kind enough to send me a few to test out, and I am absolutely loving her Ultra Glow Moisturizer and her Retinol Liquid Complex. There will be links in the episode description if you'd like to follow along with her work and check out some of the products I just mentioned or the other ones she has on her site. She has a bunch. Um, all of that information on Skin by Dr. Simran Seti and her other platforms can be found in the show notes. Thank you to Dr. Seti so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.